to another Jags podcast. This is episode 106. We did 105 yesterday, but we're actually going to wait to put that out because it's about people that we think that we could draft. And tonight we're talking all about Yannick Ngakwe. We're joined here tonight by some special people. First of all, Joey, who's kind of special, but in a different way. We all know I'm special. special in a different way. But we also have a special guest tonight. We have Skyler from the Trust the Process podcast. Skyler, how's it going? I'm good. How's it going with y'all? You know, it's all in Gawkway tonight. Um, tell us a little bit about your your podcast, Trust the Podcast. Tell us about what, what you guys do and, and, what, and all, everything. So, yeah, I mean, Trust the Process is basically just a couple buddies. We got together. We decided we want to do something, talk about the Jags and local sports in general. So we tried to do that initially. We did like a YouTube channel type of deal. Uh, kind of went away from that, did more of a podcast, just a little bit low maintenance, so makes it slightly easier for that. Um, and yeah, we just highlight on local stuff, you know, mainly the Jags. We're just really inconsistent. So yeah, that's pretty much about it for that. That's awesome, man. Um, Super awesome. Yeah. I mean, we, we love the camaraderie of, of mixing different people and podcasts. I mean, it's just, we, we love doing it. Um, we love hearing other people's things and we get the fans involved. So it's all good. Um, where can they find you guys on Twitter or anything like that? So, yeah, it's basically all trust the process, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And that's when we try to post, uh, like, when we update and stuff. And then if you want to give us a listen, we can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, and I believe a few others, but I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and find out for sure exactly. Awesome. Cool. So, y'all make sure to check them out. Um, they're doing good stuff. Um, I think they even they even told us they're doing a podcast tomorrow night, so they might have a fresh one out soon. Y'all can check yes. it out for sure. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Another Jags Pod. We're on Instagram at Another Jags Podcast. Um, Joey, don't want to leave you out, man. How's it going with you? It's going good, man. I appreciate you like giving me give me a, a nod there. I man. think it's all we want to hear from you. All right, so we're gonna <laughs> move right well, into <laughs> to the Yannick. I had another <laughs> comment. I mean, but okay. No, 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 no. We we, we got Skyler here. We want to hear Skyler. Skyler Skyler's a big Jags fan. Um. Uh, and uh, a good golfer, by the I, way. Yeah, I, yeah. I suppose. He, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's it's not hard to be good. I guess it's just it's. Well, that's the, the understatement of the century, right there. All right. Right. It actually is really hard to be good. <laughs> yeah, or uh, consistently good. Yeah, let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, I for mean, it it takes a lot of time. That's for sure. And um, I got plenty of that. I guess. And would would you say it helps to work at yeah. a, like a golf so, centered place? Yeah, working at Coastal Indoor Golf is perfect it's got trackman technology which you know is accessed by only the best golfers and it, before i pl- worked there i had never broken a score of 100 i've only worked there for two years and i'm consistently mid 80s or so which is solid yeah I, and yeah. It, that's just that's how great the technology is that's how if you put the effort and the attention and focus into it it's pretty pretty easy uh to understand <laughs> yeah so make sure to check out coastal um they're great people up there uh Skyler will take care of you. Come in, ask for a golf lesson. He'll give you a free one. He promises. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It might be like only 15 minutes, but then you hey, gotta... that's, a, that's a solid 15 minutes right there. All right, Skyler. Big news today. Yannick Ngakwe tweets out, bye Duval. Loved y'all. Um, I, I'm out of here. I continue. I look forward to playing and doing my career somewhere else. Um, before we get to kind of what the Jags fans on Twitter have responded to us, we want to hear your opinion on the entire Yannick Ngakwe 
saga, how it started, how it ended. Like, what are your feelings overall about the whole situation? It's it's just a wacky situation. I don't. There's no way to describe it. Um, I don't know how you let players this good get to like this situation comes about in your relationship as a business uh, partners, essentially, because you can see his talent. He's won us many games. I don't think we would probably. We're probably not in the playoffs 2017 without Yannick. He creates a lot of turnovers that get returned for touchdowns. Uh, you can think of, we, we, we beat Cleveland because of a Yannick and Gakwe force fumble. And I think Dante Fowler also helped a little with that one. But those are just some game decision, game making plays that we desperately need. And it kind of looked like we had a young core going. And then, you know, we bring in... Uh, a senile guy to try to handle a young core and obviously it doesn't work um, with that and I mean we we took care of one end but you can't fix and resolve something that is just ashes at this point it's already burned so I mean the whole situation with the Jaguars is much like yawn it's just tiring I just want to yawn the whole time <laughs> I like that nice. that's good I yeah. like that that's good that's true. I mean, I think a lot of fans feel your sentiment there for sure with the front office being frustrated with them. Um, and, and we'll see that in our poll we ran. But before we get to the poll, Joey, give us, give us your thoughts on the, on the Ngakwe situation. I mean, it's typical Jaguars front office. I mean, we screwed the pooch again. Um, we ta- catered to Jalen. Everybody thought we'd have to pay Jalen, so we didn't pay Jan last year. And Jalen did what he did, demanded out, and Jan's pissed because... And rightfully so. I mean, he, he's the guy you want on a football team. The guy shows up. He works his butt off. He always shows up in shape. He's a good locker room guy. He'll yank somebody up when they're not playing well and get a fight with them in the locker room for the right reasons. And I wouldn't want to play here either at that point. I would take less money to go somewhere else if I was John. I think that makes sense. I mean, I think with Ngakwe, you're looking at a player who has watched a lot of his teammates retire, ask for trades. It's been a weird kind of group that's been here in Jacksonville. Not that they're not talented. It's just strange kind of like you were saying earlier Skyler but look we I've been saying this for for months and even years Ngakwe really doesn't have a desire to sign here in Jacksonville I think what he did was and I know I'm the I know I'm in the minority here and I know everyone loves Yannick Ngakwe but the dude priced himself out of Jacksonville intentionally he basically said look you're gonna pay me 22 million dollars a year make me the highest paid D end in the league by a lot or, or I'm going to go somewhere I want to go. And that's an ultimatum that Ngakwe can do and has um, the ability to exercise. And I think he's going to. And um, unfortunately, I don't think he's worth $22 million a year. I really don't. Like, no, he's, he's definitely not. It, I mean, it's not a question about it. His numbers are not that good just from a pass rushing standpoint. And he doesn't stop the run. Well, I think pass rushing, it's hard to ignore his numbers. But against the run, I mean... Oh, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, sure. we, got, we got some words on the back it up. Let's get to what they say on Twitter, and I want to hear, um, Scott, I want to hear your responses to this. So we asked on Twitter, um, we asked, what in your initial feelings toward the Ngakwe news? Um, you know, we said good riddance to Ngakwe. Um, we said Jags front office screws up again. Uh, we said Yannick's asking for too much money. And we said reset coaches and roster. Um, and basically 64%, which is a really high number, um, said that the Jags front office screwed up again. So, Skyler, you kind of alluded to that earlier, but would you say, would you agree that the Jags front office screwed up once again? Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Uh, it's it's part of Jaguars history now. Uh, you can't 
they can't seem to make a single right move. Uh, you can go back to, I think it was 2011 when we drafted Blaine Gabbert. That was totally, oh, totally that was unnecessary. Horrible. Yeah. Um, Gene Smith had some crazy picks. Just He picked some small school guys because they got more heart, more determination, I guess. Uh, and that didn't pan out. And then we get to a point to where we finally have talented players developed on our team through the draft. And not a single one wants to stay because we're signing guys like Blake Bortles. And uh, I'm drawing blank on other players that we shouldn't have. Oh, Taven Bryant, for example. We should not Taven have. Taven Resigning so, Gus Bradley to a year extension. I mean, yeah. the list goes or on and on. Thomas in the free agent market as a tight end. I mean, <laughs> throw money at that guy. I mean, I mean, I mean, that move, I mean, we all would have made that move, though. I mean, he... We, well, yeah. I, but I think that brings up another point, which I just brought up, is that we seem to want to go after guys in the free agency market and throw them a boatload of money versus paying our homegrown guys. I, I, I and, and a lot of people say that. A lot of people say you got to take care of your own guys. You got to take care of your own. I mean, I, to a point, but to a point, you have to be fiscally responsible with your cap room. I mean, you can't just go around and re-signing. Every, look, Ngakwe may not be the best DN on his own team. He was rated by PFF as the 26th best free agent this year. He's like 32nd in sacks. I mean, the dude's good, and, and we love him because we drafted him in the third round. He's a, he's a good story. But I'm telling you, he's not $22 million good. You know who's $22 million good? Probably Josh Allen. Josh Allen is probably $22 million good. That dude gets after it on, on the run and the pass. The motor never stops with him. I've seen Ngakwe take plays off. Is he human? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure all people do. But it's not like he's out there giving you the heart like Clayus Campbell does at 18 and a half per year. Dude, what they're gonna right? do, they're they're gonna fran- they franchise them and they're gonna yeah, put them on the trade him. block and if they get any players great they're gonna get draft picks for them and we're gonna draft an edge rusher with the second pick. All right, we had two people on on Twitter, um, Grayson Finley and he's at Grayfin three, um, and a couple other people basically said tag and trade the guy. So uh, uh, Joey. You said tag and trade. Realistically, what are you getting back for Ngakwe? I mean, honestly, I don't think we're getting players, which a lot of people want. I mean, I think they want to get something for this year for him. Everybody needs to commit to the fact that this coming year is going to suck. Whatever happens, happens. If we win some games, great. Uh, Okay. I'm going to say that. that. I'm going into this coming season with the optimistic attitude of if anything good happens, I'm good with it. But, dude, we can get second round pick. We can easily take, what's his name? Matos. From Penn State. Maybe if you turn the brightness up on your phone. I, know, I can't see, see it. Like, turned off. Names. Yeah, there you go. Matos from Penn yeah. State. Yeah. And he's, he, he, every draft or pre-draft has got him. The mocks all have him in the 18 to like 25 range. And the dude's a stud. Bring him in. You're paying him, you know what? Half the money? Quarter the money? Yeah. I don't know. Would you trade up for Simmons? I absolutely would. I think Isaiah Simmons is the best player in this draft. I would trade up for him. But before we get to Isaiah Simmons, because I could go on and on about Isaiah Simmons, that dude's a beast. Okay. If you look, watch this combine, he's drawing comps to like Derwin James and like running backs at the same time. Four, like three, nine. Yeah. 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 He's a beast. But come on. Skyler, okay. Because this tag and trade seems to be the most popular opinion. And you hear it all over the radio, you hear it all over Twitter. Tag and trade. Yes, that makes sense. Ideally, you could tag and trade. Um, you look at a guy like Frank Clark, who that that happened with him last year. What do you see us realistically getting in a tag and trade deal for Ngakwe? Uh, so it's just like Joey said, picks probably. Uh, uh, yeah, picks like specifically, like value. Like, I, what picks would you would you be happy with? What what picks do, do you realistically see us getting in return for Ngakwe? 
I think you can maybe stretch and get like a second or so. Um, I, I don't know if you get multiple picks. You maybe get pick some money or something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't. Do you really see us getting a second for a guy who literally is in the last year of his deal? Like, he's on a franchise tag. That's the problem. With how much he's asking, I think that's definitely where teams are going to waver. I don't know. I don't know if we realistically get the value that he also sees in himself. I don't think we get the value that he probably is for another team, too. You know, that's just the game they play with that aspect of it. Um, But I think, you know, just getting some picks out of it just kind of lightens the situation up makes it a little easier for us but I, I think given this front office's history of actually getting more in return for trades than they are supposed to that's i like, can see this team, with that i can see this team realistically getting a third maybe a third and a fourth like this year yeah maybe this year third and next year no maybe this year fourth next year third something like that it's going to because maybe two thirds look if they get a second for this they deserve to stay on forever. Getting two firsts for Ramsey and a second for a guy who is in the last year of his deal and is proven to may not be the best deal. I mean, on his team, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't see us getting a lot for him on the market. You can franchise tag him. I mean, isn't there like a transition tag where they can sign the guy and then they uses that, man. You can, though. I mean, it is there. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the transition tag is where you let five, or I'm sorry, you let other teams make an offer, and then you can make that same offer. And if the player declines it, then you get compensation. So it ends up being like a better deal for the team. And the guys in the front office are smart. They're smart guys that are going to look into the transition tag. I heard a great quote earlier that said, don't mistake the best player at a position on your team for the best player in the league at that position. And I I, I think that's where we're at with Jan because everybody likes him. He's a stand-up guy. He works hard. He's made some great plays for us that we appreciate. but He's not the best player of that position in the league. He's not even close. All right, so Skyler, tell us what you're thinking right now. So it's a little, it was a little premature for Ngakwe to say this because he's still got a lot of time that things could happen. If the Jags, should the Jags come back and offer him $22.5 million per year to try to keep him? Should they do that? Yeah, should I they? I mean, I, I don't think they should. I think they should offer what they feel is right. And like I said, that, I said this a couple weeks ago that maybe he should be the highest paid, but I it, my my thought process with that was the game making plays that he does have with the forced fumbles and such. You you kind of struggle like turnovers is a big part of winning games. Absolutely. Um, and he's definitely one of the best at doing that. That's true. Um, and when with our back end not necessarily solidified. Getting to the quarterback even quicker is much better. And if you have Yannick and Gakwe with Josh Allen together, and then potentially with the draft pick of Brown from Auburn, you know, you could have a really scary defensive line as well. And it's just if you can have that this year, you can ex- you can see good things happen this season. But it's hard to say if he's worth that value or if his value to the team is worth that much. Okay, so before we move on to our next question, let us know right now. Twenty-two and a half. <laughs> Are you paying a yawn twenty-two and a half? Sure. Yeah, okay. I, I would because okay. I mean that the money's there's going to be more and more money coming through the league. Yeah. It, it, next year, he's not going to be the highest paid, and he's going to want more in five plus years or whatever. And it, the value is just going to keep going up and up for players all across the league. We're going to start seeing more athletic defensive ends coming across, more athletic than Yannick and Gakwe. So. 
maybe in the future he's not worth it, but maybe this year he might be. And if that, you know, goes to a playoff run or something, I think then definitely it was worth it. I, I don't, obviously, if he's gone, we're not in the playoffs at all. I don't think it's a good season at all. I mean, it's might have some up and downs. It, it'll be fun to watch Gardner play, yeah. uh, Josh Allen wreak havoc. But I think if you get that defensive line to where it could be, like with just those three guys and then even have Calais maybe still there or Dar- Darius, one of those guys, it could be an interesting and fun defensive line to watch. And then that kind of frees up the back end. You don't worry so much about Boye and Herndon back there and who's playing safety. So he just missed some playoffs, man. I like Skeller already. Yeah, I like it. Hey, playoffs. Look, I'm a big playoff guy. I love going to playoffs. So what about yeah. this, Jason? Cause I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw this to you. Yeah. You know, if he, I don't think he's willing to stay here, so I don't think it matters. What I don't think he wants him. to be here, so I'm yeah. gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I, but I, think, I, I think if we give him 22 and a half million, he stays because he I has don't to think he idiot. does. I think he does. I don't think he because does because his agent's looking at him, going, "You're an idiot if you do not make." I mean, hit, at 22 million, he's resetting the market on DNs. He fired his agent. That's what I'm saying. Whoever his agent is now. <laughs> so I mean, point you know. B, but let, let me throw this to you then. So say the Jaguars want to pay him 19, 19 and a half, 20, whatever. He, he won't. He, he won't stay for that. I agree, but what really is the difference between that and 22 or 23? Because you have to be responsible with your money in 23. Million. Look, listen, 18 to 23 over one year, not that big of a deal. But we're talking about a multi-year deal, four okay. or five-year deal. Now we're talking about $50 million. And that's the type of money that you have to reserve well, to pay a linebacker. Over or five like years that. is 15. You have to be, you can't, you, there's a salary cap. You can't just spend money. We've the been CBA is going to come out. in and yeah. jack the salary look, cap up. I agree. But you're going to, look... You, I'm playing devil's advocate. I, 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 I think you'd Listen, offer him $30 million not, a year he's not, he's not going to stay. He's not worth it to okay, me. Okay, fair enough. 2017, he had a great year. And the 2017 Yannick Ngakwe is probably worth $22.5 million, But we haven't seen that Ngakwe in two well, years. He had eight sacks last year. Nah. And that was coming off an injury. And the team was playing no, from behind. Point. Very good point. Scott. And the team's playing from behind. So, I mean, the, the you know. But we're going to be playing behind every game next year. Well, with Gardner, we're staying games. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, Fol- Foles exactly. Gonna and be Gardner, long. we trust. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, to sum up my point, um, Kev Click, and he's at Kev, KClick underscore six. Me and him are kind of on the same thoughts here. He said... <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. He said he's not worth $23 million a year. I'm sorry. He's got to go. I loved him, but we needed to tag him and get at least a third round pick for him. That's me. Me, I, me and KClick are on the... On the same board there. I agree a thousand percent. I'm just saying, I don't think he stays no matter how much money we offer him anyway. So kind of like an Allen Robinson. Exactly. Like That's Alan different. I, I just had a text story about Allen Robinson. It's different. Allen Robinson didn't want to be here because of Blake Bortles. Yannick Ngakwe doesn't want to be here because he doesn't like the city of Jacksonville. He wants to be in a big I think market. He does like the he city saw, of Jacksonville. He saw Jalen go to LA. He saw... He saw uh, Fowler go to L.A. Well, is that why you spend more on the players here to make it more desirable to come no, to Jacksonville? I disagree. Like, you do. You do spend more money on players, and we, and, but you have to do it in a smart way. And the, w- the way we did it with Campbell was the smart way. You paid him a little bit more, and he... Pl- he do, do you see Ngakwe playing up to the, to the contract level the way Campbell did his? No. I don't either. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like Campbell played amazing in 2017 and even better in 2018. He was all pro in two positions. That's unheard of. He's gonna be he's gonna and, be in the ring and, of Jaguars and, and after four still, years. <laughs> he still barely played up to his contract of of, of whatever it was sixteen and a half, eighteen. Whatever. Can you imagine Jan the pressure the pressure that was on him this year, him wanting a contract and he didn't even have it. So it's just I don't know, uh, dude. I have to argue with the point that you made. I don't think Jan doesn't want to be in Jacksonville. I think Jan is butthurt over the fact that he gave this team and city everything that he yeah. had and didn't get the respect that he deserved last year. 
Yeah, I I can see that too. Like, there's there's a lack of respect definitely from the fact that they put Jalen ahead of him, kinda, and they uh, then you know Jalen wasn't gonna stay. That he has the you know prime time attitude, prime time went everywhere to make his money and win everywhere. That's exactly Jalen's idol was. That I mean, he's gonna follow in his footsteps. But in terms of Yannick, he grinded. He wanted to make a name for himself. You know, he it was a big deal to him that he was drafted in the third round. Yeah, we 69. gave him a shot, man. I mean, he's got to appreciate that somewhat. I don't think it's the fans or the city. I think it's the fact that he feels disrespected after the amount of hard work that he put in. And I can understand that. Okay, that's fair. All right, let's move on to this next comment. This is from Patrick Jackson, our dog PJ. PJ. And uh, he's at Radius underscore Johansson. He said um, about the whole situation, he said he's bored of it all now. Get him gone and move on. It's crap for both parties to have a player on the roster who doesn't want to be here. Then learn from the damn lessons and stop falling out with key players. Treat key talent properly. <laughs> Dude, can you say it any better? Oh, that was pretty good. I mean, nailed it. Yeah. All right. Um, Josh, and he's at Jay Prowl, says front office screwing up for not signing him last year. He wants too much, so it's 50-50 split. Yeah. You think you get him for less last year? I don't think so. No, I don't. But I think, I think if we wanted gave him that money last year, he'd be here for the long term. Yeah, probably. But I mean, you didn't have the highest paid the end in history on your roster, and he would be underperforming that contract last year. And then we'd all be pissed that we paid a guy. Nick Foles really underperforming. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say Nick Foles. <laughs> so the second <laughs> underperformer the second on the team. Worst underperformer on Great the team. point, Skyler. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Bobby, he's at bad Bobby underscore Dunlop eighty seven says no comment. I think really? that's what makes uh, <laughs> like going back to that Foles thing. I think that's what makes uh, players even more frustrated. Foles got eighty eight million off of a, one playoff run, a Super Bowl though. Yeah, let's not just call it a playoff run. For, Bortles well, had a playoff okay, run. Yeah, Foles had a Super Bowl and for, a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if you look at his team with the receivers he had, yeah, offensive line, there is that's no true. way he was gonna emulate that here. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. I mean, but anyone could have told you that. Yeah, well, the players yeah. said that to Tom Coughlin and everyone said, hey, uh, pay us instead. We're the talent. We're the ones that got you through 2017. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You know what? Maybe that's a good point. Maybe the players are just pissed that they brought in Foles and he's getting a buttload of money and Ngakwe's making $800,000 a year and leading the team. Maybe. I would be pissed too. He made $2 million this year. And you look at guys like Telvin. We paid Telvin. And a guy like Jalen Ramsey, we, we wanted to pay him. It wasn't like we left... Everyone out to dry. Yeah, Telvin was a great call, too. Uh, he buys a lot of weed with that. <sighs> that's true. He does. Well, his buddies do. All right. Well, before we move on, I mean, that's a great transition to our break. Uh, hopefully, we have like a <laughs> CBD sponsor or something. Who knows? Well, we start. We have CBD at Coastal. And we're <laughs> Bam. <laughs> CBD golf balls. When great. you hit the golf ball, it uh, rolls more. <laughs> great segue. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, we're going to take a quick break to get a word from our sponsors. Um, hang tight. Um, if you're on the YouTube video watching us, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. Um, support our sponsors, man. If it's not for them, we wouldn't be here. And uh, we really, really appreciate that uh, they're here. So support them. Hang tight. And we'll be right back on the other side with Skyler and more Yannick and Gakwe talk. All right. Welcome back to another Jags podcast. This is episode 106, I think. Kind of guessing there kind of going out of order with some podcasts but make sure to follow us on twitter we're at another jacks pod instagram another jacks podcast uh youtube you can check out joey skyler and myself live in our studio which includes a jj reddick jersey which is, and a matt jones jersey it's worth it because skyler's beard is 
most impressive thing about yeah. this podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I I it. Skyler's got the beard um, almost to James Harden level. Almost to James uh, Harden level. I think yeah. like well, right on there. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's Can you there. hit a free throw? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can. All um, right. <laughs> you're on point. Though. I think what you're missing is some like uh, beard like, uh, butter or something. You well, know? You know? <laughs> yeah, it, I really don't maintain it. Uh, I'm going for a homeless look right now. Uh, <laughs> the homeless look is in. The yeah. homeless look is in. It so, really is. You know, uh, if you hey, head out, it to, costs a lot of money to do the homeless look it, if you're not homeless. Well, it, it costs a lot of money to maintain like hair products too. I don't have to <laughs> buy anything. Yeah. You've got money for I also that. lost the charger to my clippers, so that uh, that explains why this is here as well. I'm yeah, not... that's a that's a good as good as reason as any, to be honest, yeah. for sure. Um so we we're talking Yannick Ngakwe um tonight and uh I mean, frankly we're all sick of talking about Ngakwe. Um here in Jacksonville, that's all the local media's talked about. We know that everyone that listens to this is not from Jacksonville, so you haven't, you know, but you still the ESPN pundits have talked about it. Um, you know, Schefter's reporting things, and then Bleacher Report's reporting things, and then we're getting reports about Foles being shopped for draft picks, and which is absolutely insane. And I want to get to the Foles thing here in a minute, but I do want to hit these last couple of Twitter comments and just to get y'all's opinion on them. Um, this one's from Noah Bennett, and he's at the Noah Bennett, and he said he can't be mad at Yon for wanting out. Yeah, he, uh, he says he wishes it wasn't the case, but the front office screwed this one up. Tag and trade is honestly what's best for both sides going to be saving some money for other players too so uh Skyler, let me ask you this and it's kind of on the spot and didn't really prep for this at all but with the money that we're saving within gakwe where would you like to see that money allocated well uh i guess i would just want better linebackers uh so it's uh, invest in that and maybe invest in the offensive line too uh so that way gardner's not running around scrambling uh looking like a chicken with his head cut off, but they need to invest in the spots are needed. Uh, they seem to pl- try to plug and play a lot. I mean, as of recent, it seems like that, especially with the Foles thing, they just kind of threw a bunch of money his way. And I think, you know, that's where players were probably upset too, is like they could have used that money much more wisely. That money could have been spread out across multiple players instead of just one player that everyone knew was not going to have a positive impact on this team. Like uh, maybe his Bible scriptures. I mean, not knocking that, but like, <laughs> well, just, I mean, if you're Tom Coughlin and that's, that's the guy Tom Coughlin wants. Yeah. And unfortunately, which was a terrible decision. Like you were saying. But. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the players, they clamored for Lamar Jackson to be drafted. And, uh, oh, dude, that's a sore spot. Yeah. <laughs> that is, we did a live show, um, for the last couple of drafts. We've done live shows. In that year, I mean, we were all pretty much on board with the Lamar yeah. Jackson. I mean, but everybody was. I yeah. mean, every, I mean, he was a dynamic yeah, everybody player. Everybody was. That's he went 32nd. <clears throat> well, yeah, not everybody. But I mean, they traded back in, which is, I don't know, which is nice. But so you, so you're saying linebackers and O line. Um, yeah, um, I I think I'm comfortable with well, jo- I'm comfortable with Josh Allen. You're gonna get a cheap rookie at a defensive tackle. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I haven't really kept up with any linebacker free agents or. I know they're, we're going to need some cornerbacks, uh, but I think the market for that is also too high. Uh, I can't... The Panthers cornerback, was it Bradbury or something? Yeah, Bradbury, yeah. I think he was asking for quite a bit in the market this year, and uh, I, someone said, it was you know, it's better off keeping Boye. Right, I think the, what he was asking was comparable to Boye. Yeah. we are paying him. And so you're not going to really... I don't know if you can really improve that much in that aspect, so... 
it really it's hard to tell just from how much they had to figure out how to free up a lot of their money right, right now first I, they're just handcuffed and i i think offensive lines probably number one uh in terms of investment you can really build that up and that can solidify something but it's not sexy it's not exciting but absolutely it's smarter than tossing money to one person yeah and, and i want to get to o-line too later because i have some questions for you on that um for sure because i love the o-line for sure but uh, let's get your thoughts on this this one and uh, um this is from douglas pelsey and he's at teal tinted glasses but the word tinted has no vowels so if you're going to search him up and attack him for this comment it's almost like a license plate make sure sure that you know uh, how to spell it there but um he says about Ngakwe, it's hard to say without knowing the discussion behind closed doors. If they didn't offer $22 million a year, they should have. If Jan just didn't want to be a jag and was asking for $25 million or more to change his mind, then I can understand the tag and trade route. That's kind of what we talked about in segment one. Do I you mean, think the jags great. are that classy? Like that if we did offer him $22.5 million, $23 and he declined, that we wouldn't come out and say, hey, we offered him this, but... I don't here. think the Jags offered him $22 million. I don't think so yeah, either. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't think I, so. I think if they had, they would have been like, hey, we did our best. Here's what we offered. Sorry about your luck. He's in a terrible position because Campbell is making 16 and a half and playing out of his mind, earning 16 and a half. Kind of sets the market for what a guy like that makes. And you have Josh Allen, who plays your position on a rookie deal. Making what? He's in the worst possible position he to be is. doing this. He, he really, really is. Because if you had to pick, you'd pick those two over him, Absolutely. Right? Uh, like 10 out of 10 yeah. times. Well, I mean me anyways but that's just me um i think that's pretty much it for oh there's one more comment so um this is from mike wilbraham and he's at yorkshire jags he said he's a bit gutted he's never seen quality players leave and he never likes seeing quality players leave and ultimately the team will continue and it's not poisoned of need if they use the cap saving wisely that's a big if for this front office so he's saying basically this could be a positive so skylar here's the question because you're Visiting here on the podcast, we love it. You're welcome anytime. Come through. I would like to preface this by he said a bit gutted, which again means he's an English fan, right? So, again, go. another one of our UK well, fans. I I, I kind of guessed that with the Yorkshire. Yorkshire that helps too, you, man. Yeah. Look, we love our UK fans. Look, they get an extra game. It's up to them now to support for us. Yeah, so, you're, it's our viability that is on your hands. Absolutely, they're our surrogates as fans for for two games. <laughs> Seriously, but, valid point. But the thing is, is we got fans. Uh, we got you know Wilbraham, uh, P. Jack. These guys are going to carry the torch. I mean, these guys are there. These guys are are are, are doing it. But we'll wrap up. I want to talk a little Foles. I want to talk a little O line. We'll wrap up in Gakway with this, and I'll ask both of you. I'll start with Skyler. Is there any positive that could come from this situation? I mean, have you seen the Jaguars have this much publicity? There's there's no such thing as bad press. Okay. But, okay. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. That's the only good, I guess. It's just the publicity. Publicity. Uh, that's a that's a weak positive reach right yeah. there. Yeah. I got to say. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. So, the, uh, short answer, no. Uh, <laughs> Long answer, PR. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, c- c- with everything going on, you got the London games, you got Foles it's still going happening. You got, you know, the Yonic situation. And I, I think everyone's still heard about Ramsey and you still got a bad taste about Bortles in your mouth. It's, it's just, it's lingering every year. It's just, I, I don't know when it will stop. I don't know when we'll have a true turnaround where it looks positive from season one to season three, you know, like 
Yeah. After 2017, I think everyone obviously was optimistic. And then it's just, uh, they tried to do more with less and they tried to get cute in so many different areas. And I think it backfired a lot. So uh, this is just, they're, they're just having to take their own poison now at this point. And I don't know, it's, it's hard to, it's just a weird feel. It does feel kind of like we're being major leagued in a way. Yeah. So that's kind of that. scary too. Yeah. Like, uh, so that's, I mean, with that, with the two London games, and then the, I don't know if y'all saw, but the new CBA that's being proposed, there's a max of 10 games in London. So they could have half, whatever. But I think obviously that's the local fans' biggest fear is losing more and more games, yeah. ultimately losing the whole team. And, right. Uh, I think just seeing players that are you know are good, you can see it, and just leave up and leave, not want anything to do with the team. You know, it's just kind of disheartening and such. So, yeah, I mean, I think these are all good points, Joey. What do you got? Anything positive? Yeah, I mean, the positive is if he hauls butt. I mean, it's one of two scenarios: either we're gonna get some draft picks next year because I don't think we're getting Jack this year. This could be worth it. Or somebody picks up his whole salary and we can go get Hoopa. You're still stuck on this Austin Hooper thing, Dude, we huh? got to have a tight end, man. Yeah, if I, we don't draft a good tight end sometime in the next three years, swear to you, I'm not going to be Jackson anymore. I was thinking tight end, too. Uh, uh, I forgot to mention <laughs> uh, that, but I mean, even how they treated Mercedes Lewis, exactly. that was so he disrespectful. Exactly. should still be on the roster. I mean... We ha- that frees up cap space, and it wouldn't even take all that cap space if somebody takes this whole contract with no draft picks. I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to trade him off, we're going to pick up part of his salary, and we're going to get picks next year. Yeah, I think that's um, probably realistic there, Joey. <clears throat> Honestly, um, I'm with the Jags front office on this move. Um, I don't agree with a lot of what they do. I'm with them on this. I've been with them on this since day one. As soon as Ngakwe started asking for money and making these cryptic tweets and then saying he's a team player, going to be at every training camp and then not showing up to training, ever since all that went down, and ever and honestly, ever since we drafted Josh Allen and I saw that dude on the field, and I said, you know what, Ngakwe, you're, you're not even worth what Clays Campbell is worth. I understand you're young, and I understand you stripped the ball out of the quarterback's hand, but there's a salary cap, and you can't just go out and make every player on your team the highest paid player because Jags fans wanted to make Jalen Ramsey the highest paid player, they wanted to make Ngakwe the highest paid player. They were happy with paying Telvin $50 million. There's always so much money to go around. Like You cannot, you're going to end up like the Rams with a tiny window of one year, and then you're in salary cap hell. Wait a minute, the Rams don't have a salary cap. <laughs> Everyone has a salary cap. So, look, I'm cool with it. Um, they've We've lost some big-time players. I get it. Jags Everybody fans are mad. I get players, it. And, and I players mean, come and go, man. Players come and go. So, look, I get it. Time will tell on whether this decision works out for the best and or it doesn't. That's so. a great segue into Nick Falls though, since you're talking about like throwing money at people. I wanted to throw Skyler a quick question too, a little debate that we've had over the years. Fair enough. See his thoughts if, on. If, this, if this has anything to do yeah. with Fowler. Nope. All right. Uh, we're not doing Fowler. Um at, at one point, Skyler, we thought about renaming our podcast another Dante Fowler podcast with the amount of Dante Fowler talk that we was on for like this podcast. Episodes. We had the Ngakwe versus Fowler debate for years. Uh, not really years, but you know what I mean? But we, we've had another debate, and uh, I'll admit I'm in the minority on this side. Do you, do you think Mercedes Lewis, and I bring this up because we talked mm-hmm. about Mercedes, does Mercedes Lewis deserve to be in the ring of honor? The, 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 the pride. The Jaguars the you, ring you're, of pride. You're, you're, the honor. You're does, so trying to get somebody he, on your side of the fence. Does he belong really? in the ring? Really? Skyler, give us your thoughts. Uh, I'm not to say no. Um, 
Just give Skylar a high five, by the way, for everybody not watching. Uh, Do you guys know? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry go ahead. I, you can't put someone up there for being the best blo- uh, run blocking tight end in the hi- history of the team. I mean, I, if, if he goes up, Kyle Brady has every right to be up there. I, you know, Agreed. He actually caught some balls other than like one year. I'll, I'll let you finish. before I'll let you completely finish your thought. Before I completely change your mind on the on the thing, so go ahead. Is that, is that it? Is that all you have? I mean, I understand you, it's a weird question, but it's such a weird question. The dude sets has has Jaguar records only because he for played for like thirty seven years with the con, Jaguars. Consec- Look, this isn't the NFL Hall of Fame. If if this is the NFL Hall of Fame, then no, he does not deserve to be in the <laughs> NFL Hall of Fame. Does he deserve to be in the Jaguars Ring of Honor? The dude was the only bright spot for a, over a decade on this team. So you're he saying he was never s- injured. He played in every single game. He has all kind of records. We haven't had a tight end like him ever. Kyle Brady. I love Kyle Brady. I know Kyle Brady personally. He's a great man. Mercedes Lewis did way more for the franchise than Kyle Brady ever did. So, okay. The, the dude deserves to be up there. So he had the same impact as Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, Mark Burnell, and Tony Baselli. You're saying impact like stats wise. I'm saying impact. I'm saying period. impact as a Jaguar. The dude, the, who, who, who is in the ring from 2005 to now? Nobody. One they player. All sucked. One player. You're telling me there's not one player that des- deserved to be in the ring since it, then? If anything, uh, yeah, it's Jones Drew. Exactly. And, he, and, he's, and I agree. That's, that's the only one. one. But that, yeah, that's oh, one. You're that's t- only one. Only you, there can't be one player in that David whole. Garrard? Okay. He doesn't belong. No. And I love Garrard. He what about our, our, no, our defensive back, uh, Rasheen Mathis? Mathis. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Him and Mercedes Lewis are our next. No way. Dude. I know Mathis, Mathis is like had, way yeah. up here. I know he, look. Mathis is further up. He's from Jacksonville. He made more big plays. Uh, we had more playoff runs with dude, him. I love Mercedes. <laughs> Great dude. Diehard Jag. Solid as heck. But he was never the guy he was drafted to be. I'll never forget when he was playing against the Texans and a ball hit him right in the hands and he dropped it. That was, I think, 2011. Okay. 2010. <laughs> I don't want to spend too, too much time on this, but I just want to end this with one <laughs> question. He did start this off by saying he was the minority. Do you think his one middle question. name's Benz? Marseille? Or- <laughs> it's not. <laughs> one question. If you were drafting a, t- a player in the first round and I presented... Mercedes Lewis's entire NFL career, the longevity, the snaps played, never being injured, consistency, never complain, never contract hold out. If I presented that to you, would you draft him in the first round? Uh, 15 years ago, yes. I mean, yeah, that's when he was drafted. Right? Today? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. if, if I told you he was going to be in the league for 15 years, a, a solid tight end for yes. 15 years. Nothing wrong with that. But today, tight end's a completely different position. It's Yeah, it's a more athletic position Absolutely. now. So. I mean, you have so many tight ends that can play at the wide receiver position, but I think that's where you start to see the run game get depleted because so many tight ends aren't capable of doing what Mercedes was and is capable of doing in terms of run blocking. And that part of football is forgotten. I mean, that's how football got its start is running and running the ball and blocking and being really gritty with it. So, I mean... I get the respect for him, and I, I wanted a Mercedes Lewis jersey when he was on the team. I just didn't get one because I didn't have the funds. But to put him in the pride, I don't know. I don't know if I see it. I The impact for the Jags may have been positive, but I don't know if you put anyone, like I said, I or like Joey and I both said, like Jones Drew is probably the only one that goes up there just because he was 
just so impactful every time he touched the ball. Mercedes, he was very impactful, but he also made he was there's games where he was non-existent. Maurice Jones Drew, you knew where he was at every game he played. You knew what he was gonna do. Uh, he got a little rusty towards the end, but I, he just still was so much more impactful with the ball and just incredible player. So he put the team on his back. MJD did. I mean, Mercedes never yeah. put the team on his back. And you talk about Rusty at the end. I mean, that's kind of a good mirror to what's going on right now. I mean, he got franchised too, right? Who? MJD. Uh, yeah, just, his last yeah. year because yeah. he wanted to get paid and yeah, he was injured and, and things like hauled that. Hauled butt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. You're both wrong, but I'm glad you you have opinions. <laughs> so, are you saying Maurice Jones-Drew does not belong? Oh no, don't get me wrong. Maurice so Jones-Drew is one of my then. favorite Jaguars of all time. <laughs> no, you're wrong in the fact when you said that Maurice Jones-Drew is the only Jaguar that deserves to be. Um, I love right. Maurice Jones-Drew. Him and Fred Taylor are like neck and neck for me, favorite Jaguars. Uh, but Maurice deserves it because yeah. I appreciate my players that we draft. Unlike you, Scallywags, who want to just not re-sign anyone that I we draft. I said sign Yannick. <laughs> Okay, so that moves us on to uh, people that we didn't draft. I want to get uh, y'all's opinion on this. Oh, we brought up Nick Foles. There's so many. Biggest <laughs> biggest contract snafu in the history of any right, sport I'm stop you with right, a ball. I'm going to stop you right there. You're throwing snafu out after two games, a serious injury, and getting brought back too early. Really? Snafu? Yes. Okay. So the oldest things you just named, he got paid $25 million to do. How's that his fault that we can't block for him and he gets crushed? Maybe do some push-ups and you won't get hurt when you well, get tackled. How about that? Well, I'm so that's a little cynical. It's all his fault because yeah. he didn't do enough push-ups. Right. Got it. What's the future of Nick Foles, Skyler? What, what, in your opinion, what, what's that, what happens with Nick Foles? He's going to still get the money that you know we owe him. He'll live a nice life. He'll be on another team that probably appreciates him more with players that aren't just staring at him for being like... <laughs> Paid so much and being in a sling, he'll he'll probably be able to throw again. So that'll be nice for him. He'll be able to work yes. essentially. He'll yes. be able to he'll work. He'll be able to work. He'll be off the workers' comp. Yeah. Next year. Thank God. I mean, he might be one of the most boring quarterbacks, like in the history of quarterbacks. I get that. But unless you're a Philly fan, unless you're a Philly fan, <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's yeah. two statues in Philly. We've talked about this before. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw this to Skyler. What are the two statues in Philly, athlete wise? Well, Nick Foles, right, and then uh, Rocky Balboa. Nice, dude. I love this guy. <laughs> Nailed it. So, I think we've given Foles a hard rap. I mean, he hasn't given a chance to prove himself. He still is a Super Bowl MVP. I think he's going to be the highest paid backup in the league next year. <laughs> he's the <laughs> yeah. six or seven. I, was, I hope so. For six or seven games, and then we're going to get some serious trade value for him when a contender's starting quarterback goes down because the rest of the league appreciates Nick Foles and what he can do. He's going to have to go somewhere with an offensive line, though. No, and, he will. That's and, what I'm saying. It'll be a contender, so they'll have an offensive line. They'll have weapons. They'll have a tight end that he can go to. I mean, to. well, if you look at Kansas City, they were contenders, but their offensive line, I wouldn't say was the best. So, I mean, and, yeah. and Mahomes went down. So, in a situation with Foles coming in at backup, you know, his old town, Kansas City, again, you know, like... Well, let's say Dak Prescott goes down halfway through the season. Can't tell me Dallas wouldn't go after Foles. I could see that. I mean, there's plenty of teams like that where he fits the mold. I think he will turn out to be a good value for us. We're going to get something for him. So, it is what it is. Yeah, it was just a bad situation of him coming here. I mean, there were obviously things that needed to happen before he could be successful here and. We just weren't 
willing to make that happen. I mean, we weren't even willing to protect anyone prior, so why would we try to protect our new quarterback? Yeah, we definitely should have gone for Tyrod Taylor or Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor would have been a good choice. Ryan Tannehill would have been a great second choice, I got to say, as I've said for years, right before we signed him. We got to take one more quick break. I do want to do one little quick segment, though, after the break. I want to talk about the offensive line, and I do want to just kind of get a quick hit from Skyler on that. So we're going to take one little quick break. We're going to come back. Quick segment on that. So sit tight, and um, we will be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast, segment three of episode 106. If you've made it this far, props to you. Two and a half hours in? Yeah. Only our our serious fans hit segment three, but that's okay because that's when things go off the rails. Awesome things. And that's what fun. we appreciate about this. We got Skylar here with us tonight. Skylar's from Trust the Pro- the Process podcast. Um, also a great golfer. And uh we got so before I mean it's segment three. Literally everything's off everything's available. Be- before we get into anything okay. football wise. This, he is a great golfer. That's actually where I was going to go. And with. I'm absolutely getting crushed <laughs> in my pick'em league at work. Who do you have for the players? For the players, well, because I already picked for um, this coming weekend. Well, so. you know what's funny is uh, we had an event last year at Pontevedra Inning Club for Optum Health, and that was the first time Rory McIlroy got to use our track man. And, ah, and he won it exactly you know that's how great wow. our, our technology is <laughs> so uh i mean obviously he's going to be a favorite uh with the conditions coming up uh in march you know it's a it's going to be the gra- grass is softer so it favors the longer hitters much much more that's why you know webb simpson he won it in may when the conditions were faster and harder he he prefers that he's not as long as a hitter but Anyone that hits the ball long, like, would you be safe with John Rom? Like, if I have Rom's a, a good choice. Okay. I mean, he was in contention last year. He made a boneheaded decision on thirteen. Well, he does that all the time. It's a problem. Yeah, I mean, but his caddy literally said, "I don't know, man." But I think that's an error in his caddy saying too. Like, his caddy should have been more determined to stop him. That, okay. No one was going to make that shot. No one, Tiger. I don't think Tiger Woods could have pulled that shot off in his prime either, because the wind was going twelve miles per hour west or whichever direction opposite, but. So if you had a million dollars, million dollars, who are you picking to win? Um, I would go. I would go. Ron. I'd feel comfortable with Rom. All right, that's I, what I was thinking. So I he's like getting. That. I think he just got married too this past week, he's, so he's happy. He's had a good start to the season. He's very happy. Uh, been, oh well, one thing is we have Russell Knox come train at Coastal. Ah, so, Ju boy, or, yeah, via Sweden, Scotland. Oh, is it Scotland? Yeah. Okay, but he, okay. he burned me the past like two and a half weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's well. He, it's he's funny. Played, He's working with Justin James, and Justin James is number four world long driver. And oh. um, Justin was monitoring his uh, play down at PGA National. Russell's known for putting and such. He was 90th in putting this week, but 7th in driving distance. Wow. So Justin's doing his job. Russell, uh, I guess just, well, everyone's having trouble putting that at PGA National this past week. So, right. so I'll go yeah. Raman Knox again if I can. <laughs> I go long hitters for sure. Anyone long. Interesting story, Skyler. Last year on this podcast, I picked the Masters and the Players winner correctly, which is is it true, Joey? Which at that point, you I don't think you had ever even like hit a golf ball, right? Hadn't <laughs> like refused to even like admit golf was a sport. Yep. And after that, I have refused to pick a winner, and I will That's stay true. at one hundred percent, and I re- <laughs> and I will continue to stay one hundred percent. So I look forward to the players. It should be good. Um, I'm not going to pick a winner because I'm at 100% right now. Yeah, I, I, I picked Rory. Um, he did. And he won. 
Nice, and uh, nice. I always root for Jim Furyk. Uh, yeah, okay. Another home talent. Furyk's yeah. awesome. Okay. I saw him uh, just on a one A right up here by the target. Not today, but one time. Okay. Great, great, great dude. Um, we have we have a third guy that that um started the podcast with us and um is kind of in and out a little bit. Huge golf fan. I I can only imagine if he were sitting here with you guys, um, it would be the most boring golf talk of all time well he, he would have asked for like 97 <laughs> free passes at this point <laughs> because that's the only way he plays golf is isn't free so you know that is true <laughs> that is true right there all right with that let's move into the o-line i want to talk a little o-line because skyler brought up o-line earlier big o-line guy i love the trenches both sides of the ball you mentioned we need to upgrade at the offensive line what's i'm just going to jump to it can cam robinson be left tackle next season. He's he's. I think he's athletic enough. I think he just has to get his head right. I I don't know what he's thinking. I there's those videos last year when he was recovering from the injury and he was dancing on the chair. Like who doesn't dance on the chair in the locker I, room? No, yeah, you know? I mean it's it's good to have fun, but <laughs> also there's a lot expected of him at this point. At that point in time, he was not playing because of his injury, right. and then the, right. he immediately was. Dancing uh, on a chair. Well, he was immediately upgraded to healthy <laughs> after that video got uploaded. So, I mean, he's just got to stay focused on what he needs to do. I think he had a great rookie year, and he came off an ACL, then hurt his right knee. Maybe that was due to the dancing on the chair. I don't know. But, I mean, it typically takes a full year for anybody to come back fully. Yeah. So, this is going to be the telltale year for him. And I think he can, whether he will or not. I don't know. I thought it was interesting that Marone and Caldwell at the Combine both talked about how they're very comfortable with the offensive line. They're happy with the offensive line. Then I stopped and thought for a second and said, <laughs> one damn thing they've said ever has not come true. Yeah. And has not been true. So then I thought to myself, maybe they're not Sp- happy with the O-line. Screen. Yeah, maybe that they hate the O-line is actually my thought because everything they say is the opposite. We're going to work to sign Jalen Ramsey. We're going to work do anything we can to sign Ngakwe. All things the Jaguars said. We'd love to keep Fowler. All things the Jaguars said. Like, it's, it's just because they say it doesn't mean it's going to happen, which is ludicrous. But they said they like the O-line. I, I, I'm okay with giving Cam Robinson another year. I'm okay with giving Norwell another year. I think you kind of have to, given his contract. I think Linder can give you a couple years left. Um, can, who knows, the right guard position. Uh, I've never seen a I've never seen a platoon at an offensive lineman spot throughout Stupid the entire ever. season ever in my entire life. And Juwan, the only player I feel good about on this offensive line is Juwan Taylor. And they <laughs> better pay him year four. And honestly, he's a dude that fell to the second. Every team was like, "Nah." Yeah, he's so not. he had like noodle arms. Yeah, I mean, it, before do you remember how many people wanted Juwan Taylor in the first round last year? Yeah, and he ended up being the second round pick. You never know the offensive line. This offensive line is either really good or really bad and i know like they're not in the middle they're not in the middle so i think and i think tight end maybe can alleviate some of that too for like the run blocking aspect uh and then some of the pressure's taken off of them because they they can't i don't that there's yeah like you said they're either really good or really bad and you know if they have someone there to kind of help alleviate some of the pressure that new kind of to back them up i think that would help them out a lot too so Here's a novel idea. Go pay Tommy Bo $500,000 a year and bring him back as a fullback <laughs> to block like old school. I mean, uh, Tommy Bo's in Cancun sipping on margaritas right now. Just like he should be. 
I think they are dead serious about being okay with their offensive line because they're not going to get any better at those positions. You could draft less, a guy for less money. Yeah, you, they're probably going to draft a guy, second, third, fourth round. Is he going to start? No, it'll be a guy they're going to develop. I mean, seriously, you got Cam who could be awesome next year. Norwell is what he is. The cap space. I mean, if you cut him, you save like three million. They're not going to do that, and he's going to be consistent and solid. Linder is kind of like the pause at this point of the team. Like he's this the dude gets everybody in line. Avery, I don't know, might be gone. Are you talking about um, Can? Uh, Can, sorry. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Then, uh, look, if, if you're projecting to 2021 and you're looking at these offensive line and you're saying who on this line will be there in 2021, there's one name, Jawan Taylor. Yeah, I agree. Is, and that's the scary thing. So isn't it to better be. to keep the line together next year for like cohesion than it is to like just kind of mix it up again? I. Yeah, I mean, cohesion is definitely how you develop the chemistry, obviously, with the line. And I think that that does go a long way. Uh, and you will lose the chemistry that you need to, you know, they communicate with each other very well when you're playing together more. Because obviously, that's the more you're around, the more you communicate better. And they just, I I don't know what happened with last year. I Like, I just, they went, they did have a really good 2017 year for the most part. And then, like I said, with the injury to, can uh cam that that did set him back a little bit but it, it it will be interesting to watch i think that will be one of the most watched spots i mean obviously besides defensive end depending on what happens there like we're gonna we're gonna find that out during the draft though and such with that but the offensive line i don't know if we will make any adjustments because they i don't know like they said they seem comfortable but it's hard to know if they are comfortable uh there's like Joey said too, there's guys we can develop, and then that may be someone who we have in 2021 to back lean on and such. So, I also think about the fact. I mean, how much can we blame on the line itself? I mean, we had what second year receivers and a rookie receiver, a rookie quarterback, and we had a Pro Bowl receiver, and yeah, we had who was the second year receiver still, man? And we had an offensive coordinator that likes to run draws and dump it off to Fournette. 80 times for four yards. <laughs> Are you trying to talk bad about my dog, DeFlippo? I like DeFlippo, <laughs> but he kidding, did like nothing last year. So, yeah. I mean, well, the team. Well, that indie game was just awful play calling. <laughs> and we, uh, the first indie game. Yeah. How about, so, what was, uh, yeah, don't get me started. No, no, honestly, <laughs> I'm glad that, look, honestly, this is, is this a lame duck year? It is. This is a lame duck year. for eight look, podcasts now. Are we sitting on 20? Is 2021 going to be a new coach, a it's new a GM? It's a lame duck team. It's tank, yeah, it, it, it's it really is. for Trevor. It really is. Uh, look, I think in 2021, you have a new coach, you have a new GM. New city. New, oh, <laughs> I don't think we have a new GM. <laughs> new, new, I, new continent. We're going to run a new continent by then, but I don't know. If coronavirus doesn't knock us out by then. <laughs> look, look we, we, we did make a, we, we made a commitment to being positive. Everyone is going negative on the Jags. Virus every, positive. Every... Testing positive. We know we, we committed here at another Jags podcast to look at the positives. That's what we're doing. We look, are. And look, you can go anywhere and get negatives. We're, we're trying to stay positive. So here. the positive here is get coronavirus before everything goes to hell. And then every team <laughs> takes a year off. CBA, coronavirus. We get to reset the market. Sure, I might be kicking next year if I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I might try it outside. I think the positive is like 
I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of something <laughs> exciting about next year. The positive is that Garner Jay, Jay Groot, Garner Minshew, Jay Groot could be Garner our head Minshew, coach by week six. Sling it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we're going to try that. We really are going to try our best to say the positives all off season. We look forward to it. I mean, um, the draft's always positive. We got tons of picks. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's something to look forward to. And again, right? we'll do our usual third segment pump of our live show at Engine 15. We're going to be doing oh, this year. Be fantastic. So, um, Skylar, make sure to come through. It should yeah, be a good time. We do a live show. Wait, I mean, where is Engine 15 party. again? Uh, it's right... It is literally like within yeah. a walking distance of your employment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's if you take close. a left and walk towards uh, Takaloo, you can't miss yeah, it. Yeah, it's by Takaloo. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, I'll, I know exactly where it is now. Great place. <laughs> Mojo's. Great place. If you're in Jacksonville, make sure to check it out. We're going to have a microphone open up to the fans so that you Ooh. can get your comments on each pick. It was a lot of fun last year. We're definitely doing it again this year. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a great time. Uh, Skyler, tell everyone one t- one more time. This is third segment listeners, so they're they're devoted. Tell uh-huh. them one more time where they can find you guys. Well, thank you for wait- coming on this journey. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for social media at Trust the Process. Uh, I think Instagram's just uh, TTPRCR. Uh, and that's short for River City Rogue because we do have we do post articles sometimes to River City Rogue our site. Uh, if you're wanting to give us a listen, you can go to iTunes and search us there, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can listen to podcasts. We we try to be there. So that's awesome, man. And do we appreciate you being on? Standing invite. Honestly, I need some golf tips, man. I just figured out I'm gonna get my grip right. Um, well, let me know when you want to have a golf themed episode. You know, well, that might be an episode we call up you James. You have to bring James and, back. And I would that. just, I if would you just, didn't, you know, I'd like, I'd let y'all talk. I would just, uh, I'd be the peanut gallery. I'd be yeah. yelling in from the hall, and you wouldn't have to worry about me at all. But um, that is something we should maybe like look for. Pre masters, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe after the players, maybe talk yeah. a little bit of something like that. I'm always usually pre. Mm-hmm.